I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. What if somebody was coming to kill you? Hold on a second. Hold on. Nobody's coming to kill you. Well, I mean, I hope not. But anyway, what if someone was sitting in his basement somewhere and he's got this plot? You did something to him, made him mad. And he was coming to kill you. Let me ask you something. Would you want to know or would you not want to know? You'd want to know, right? You see, I run into this thing with people a lot. People on the left and people on the right where they don't understand why I'm so radically free speech. 
I want to hear what my enemy is thinking. I want to see what he's doing. I don't want him plotting in a basement somewhere where I can't see him and hear him. I want to know. I want everyone to hear everyone and let the best ideas win. Yeah, I want Louis Farrakhan on social media. I want the KKK on social media. I want the Black Panthers. I want ISIS. Leave the Ayatollah of Iran on there. I want them all on there. I want to see what they have to say. I want to hear what they have to say. And I want, more importantly, I want everyone to see, oh, that's gross. Yeah, I'm not signing up for that. That's healthy. The worst thing you can possibly do is exactly what big tech is doing right now, not just to Donald Trump. They've already wiped out 70,000 accounts of people who are organizing this or organizing that. The worst thing you can possibly do is take somebody, especially someone who's already angry, and, well, let's just, uh, let's just silence him. I mean, then he disappears, right? If you delete his Twitter account, then the person behind the account just kind of disappears like Thanos snapped his fingers. No, that's not how that works at all. Now you've taken an outlet away from that person. How's that work? How's it work on a pressure cooker when you seal the lid on there? How's that end? That's what we're doing right now. It's what we're doing, and it's a tremendous mistake. I am radically free speech. Let everyone speak, everybody. But these are, just so far, these are the companies who have banned Trump. And I want you to remember something. In the immediate aftermath of that Capitol raid, it was just social media, right? It started with Facebook and Twitter. And there were a lot of people on the right who were all, yeah. You know what? They should. That's, it's good. He should be. He should be. As if it was ever going to stop with social media. That's the real danger we have. Now, listen to this. This Listen. Reddit, Twitch, Shopify, Twitter, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Apple, Discord, Pinterest, Amazon, AWS, Stripe, OKTA, I think that's called Okta, and Twilio have all already eliminated Donald Trump. That's to say nothing of the fact that PGA took a golf tournament from him. Deutsche Bank is closing his personal bank accounts. This is the wrong direction. This is the wrong direction. Even if you despise Donald Trump, you should hear what he has to say. I despise people like Nancy Pelosi. AOC. I don't hide it. I consider them to be my enemy. I consider them to be enemies of what I want America to be. I don't want them censored. Don't you dare delete their tweets, delete their Facebook accounts. Speak. I want them to speak more. How often do I play you clips of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, AOC, and the like on this show? All the time, right? All the time. Why? I want you to see. I want to see. I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know what they think of me. I want to know what they think of the country. I want to know what they think in general. That is not only healthy, that's also called, what was that word? It starts with an F. Oh, freedom. That's what that's called. That's called freedom. You know, we're kind of the country who should be leading the way on that. Here's what Jack Dorsey, head of Twitter, had to say. Quote, I do not celebrate or feel pride in our having to ban real Donald Trump from Twitter or how we got here. After a clear warning we'd take this action, we made a decision with the best information we had based on the threats to physical safety both on and off Twitter. Was this correct? 
I believe this was the right decision for Twitter. We faced extraordinary and untenable circumstances, forcing us to focus all our actions on public safety. Public safety. Hang on, we're going to come back to that. Offline harm as a result of online speech is demonstrably real and what drives our policy and enforcement above all. Public safety. You know something? How many times have you heard me get behind this microphone and in front of this camera and tell you America's leftists are no different than all the communists have always been? I've said it a thousand times. Do you know all of them? The worst leftist monsters you can imagine. I, I, Mao, Stalin, Pol Pot, you name them. Every single one of them when they started their censorship, every single one of them was telling their people, it's for your own safety. Oh, this, no, no, it's for you. I'm doing this to protect you. Not one of those guys stood up and said, I'm banning this because I'm a dictator. They don't do that. It's always sold every single time as being for your own good. I'm trying to protect you. It's for you. Don't worry. I, I would never abuse it. It's for you. As they take over each and every part of your culture. But, you know, there are some things that are allowed on social media. Things like this from Kathy Griffin. I want you to look at this. Just breathe that in. Yeah, that's still up. Here are some other accounts that are still up. Remember, Donald Trump, he can't have a social media account, but the uh, Ayatollah of Iran can. Some other guy, a spokesman for the Taliban, Louis Farrakhan, actually they gave him one back. The Chinese embassy in the United States of America, that's a propaganda machine for the Communist Chinese Party. And the New York City Antifa account, they actually post videos of them attacking people still on Twitter. Parler, Parler got wiped out. And we really have to talk about this. Parler was that alternate to Twitter not only did they get stopped, they were hosted on Amazon's server, and all the big tech companies seemed to join together, and they wiped them out completely. Their CEO came out and said he doesn't know that they'll ever be back. You see, all that talk we've heard for so long about, well, just go build your own. Go do your own. What in the world makes you think they're going to let you do that? I agree it sounds great in principle, right? Well, don't worry about being banned here. Go build your own social media platform over here. You're not understanding what we face with American leftists. It's not that they don't want you speaking on their social media platform. It's that they don't want you speaking at all. Every single communist country in the history of the world has done the exact same thing. You have to be silenced. If you have any alternate point of view, it must be silenced completely. Do you think for even a fraction of a second they're going to watch you start your own whatever, social media, your own alternative, alternative to this or that, and sit back and say, well, Marty really got us there. He went and started his own. Oh, well, we'll just let him go. No, that's how you think. That's not how they think. They don't think like that. They don't look at the world like that. They wake up every single day, and they all they see is things they haven't taken over yet and want to take over. That's all they see. Here's what Donald Trump had to say. These are tense and difficult times. 
the efforts to censor, cancel, and blacklist our fellow citizens are wrong, and they are dangerous. What is needed now is for us to listen to one another, not to silence one another. All of us can choose by our actions to rise above the rancor and find common ground and shared purpose. Good for Trump. Let us hope people are listening. All right, we have a jam-packed show for you tonight. Awesome guests. Let's talk some big tech. We'll be back. Joining me now, my good friend Ken LaCourt with the Media Action Network and LaCourt News. Ken, I love this. I thought this was absolutely hilarious. The leader of Germany, Angela Merkel, had this to say, quote, the right to freedom of opinion is fund of fundamental importance, given that the chancellor considers it problematic that the president's accounts have been permanently suspended. Ken, when Germany is looking at you saying, ooh, Maybe that was too far. I think possibly we've gone too far. Yeah, well, that's the only funny part of the whole thing is is that um, uh, look, we hit a uh, we hit a a major in inflection in in, in America. Um, I think that the way that they did it was probably a good thing for us overall. I mean, look, we've been watching this frog boil and get hotter and hotter over the over the past couple of years. You know, you know, they they obviously started with ISIS and started with terrible Nazis and then moved to the Alex Jones and now they're up to the president of the United States and and it was so much beyond that though. I lost in a weekend where I didn't tweet, I lost thousands and thousands of followers on Twitter because they were they were zapped. This is a widespread purge. We have never seen the best, and, and, and I study history a lot, I've never seen this kind of a purging of American thought before. This is this is 10 times worse than, than the 50s movies that we've seen about the blacklists and all that. This was a, a massive... They've been waiting to make their move. The second that they saw, they being Silicon Valley, saw that that Democrats had complete control of the federal government. They they took their shot and they they hung it on on you know some guys running and 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 and, and attacking the Capitol and, and running around there. And they literally silenced millions and millions of Americans. Ken, I, I am very concerned about it because I view social media as being critically important infrastructure at this point in time. I'm not trying to oversell an individual Twitter account or something like that, but the truth is, I mean, you can't think in old-fashioned terms. This is how people communicate. This is how they get news. This is how they share news. This is, it's the telephone now, right? This is, this is the national square of America. And and that that Overton window has been shifted so that if you are anything beyond a a George Bush type of Republican, they're probably going to get you. So, look, there, there are no options. We've been talking about this for, for a long time. I've talked about it on this show. You and I have talked about it multiple times. Uh, conservatives need to build up the infrastructure of the Internet piece by piece. And that is from server farms, because, you know, what did they always say? They always said, well, if you don't like Twitter, go build your own site. Well, Parler did exactly that. They put millions of dollars into it. And then literally in one day, Apple, Google and Amazon all conspired at the exact same day to destroy Parler from the Internet. And right now they're a black hole. 
and and it is everything from from app stores like on your iPhone. You will not be able to download that. You, you, there's a way to sideload it in on 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 Google. Um, they've created these communities, and then with Amazon being the world's biggest server farm community and yanking them out uh, with a 24-hour notice, uh, conservatives have to build it up from from the from ground zero. The good news is. I think that this will give us enough of an impetus to make it happen. It's been happening in small bits and in bits and bites, so to speak. But but the the speed with which they did this, I think, uh, has opened a lot of eyes and and hopefully will open a lot of money into in building up that infrastructure. But Ken, look, if I can play devil's advocate here, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but if I can play devil's advocate, do we really think that these ravenous leftist monsters are going to just sit back and watch us? separate ourselves from them and build our own thing and they're just going to sit back and put their hands behind their head and say well they got their own thing now that's fine that's not how these people think you know i mean clearly silencing people is is a political strategy on 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 their end so i 100% think that it will that whatever they can do they will increase i think we haven't seen uh, google full-throatedly get into this game yet with their search returns but they're starting to and we saw them zap out breitbart we saw them zap out some other things i think that they will be much more uh, much more aggressive about that on one hand they're happy all right they finally got all these people that they didn't like off of their systems they finally said i i didn't build a back-end server to have nazis communicate with one another so so they're having their their happiness times right now um but look, this is this is what the fight is. I mean, we either just I mean, you know, first they complained that we that conservatives were there. And now, of course, you're saying that, well, they're building up their echo chambers on the right. We can't have that now that we can't talk without them. So, you know, short of shutting up or dying, we don't have a whole lot of options except to fight back and build this thing. How else do we fight back? I, I again, so I'm t uh, talking specifically about big tech because the power they do have over, look, each and every one of us is, it's amazing how much they control the flow of information. I mean, Sean, uh, frankly, Ken, I don't think the lefties in the government, like the politicians realize, they're not even close to being the most powerful people in this country. No, I completely agree. Um, I think from a consumer level, the, the immediate answer is, we need to we need to start as 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 individual consumers going to parlor when they get back online and 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 hopefully that they stay online going to gab and and you know look gab started off as a as an alternative and to be honest it was just a little too edgy i mean you know when you start a site that's just the people been tossed off of other things sometimes it's a cesspool but now they literally have millions of refugees going you know digital refugees going onto their site so it's it's time for us to get involved in those as well um, um, I think, you know, and I'm in Silicon Valley, we will take the fight right to them. And, and, and that's from, again, continuing to create problems for the Twitter. Look, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter has some has has a has an iffy business model, and especially as they're willing to give away a third of that uh, of their audience away. Uh, nothing would be better for conservatives than if Twitter loses 40% in its stock and loses billions of billions of dollars. Um, um, that would be a good warning signal to the Facebooks and to the, you know, I can go through the list of, of you know, they're, they're the companies we know of, and then they're companies that people have never heard of that are just as instrumental to keeping up sites, you know, payment processors and, and content distribution networks. And they're all playing the exact same game. 
And so, you know, we're going to need the investing infrastructure for rich Republicans. It's like, hey, you know what? Stop giving money to some of these these candidates who are saying the same thing over and over again and start building up a conservative infrastructure here. And now I think that they see that there will be a market for them so that there's money to be made in it. This isn't a, you know, this ain't no hippie commune. I'm not looking for people to to give away their hard-earned money to to build a, uh, you know, to, to build a CDN that no one will use. This is, this is, this is half of America. That's a, that's a big niche. Ken, do we need to start being more aggressive? Let, let's let, specifically the courts is what I'm talking about here. Not that I think we need to rely on the courts to save us, but what I don't see a ton of, and I think we should see a lot more of, is people lawyering up and taking these people to court. Should, should we not start having some teeth with our message now? Well, I mean, there is something unusual when people say, well, wait a second, it's, you know, Twitter's a private company, they can zap all these people off, and you're like, yeah, I remember that that bakery that because they didn't want to make a cake, a wedding cake for two gay guys, they got put out of business by the, the federal government. Um, I, you know, the, the courts are a tricky challenge on some of these because, it, you know, I, I joke about that, and of course it, it shows that how stupid those two systems are, but the way that courts work, you have to be a protected class, and being a conservative in America legally is not a protected class. Being a woman, being old, being gay, being a color, being uh, you know all of these other things, those are specific and, and legislated protected classes. So yes, I think we need to. I think one of the ones that I, I would hope that, that people get going to sooner rather than later is the race stuff coming in. I mean, literally in San Francisco now, they're giving checks to pregnant women, but only if they're black or from a certain part of Asia. Um, um, San Francisco and now federally, we heard that we heard Joe Biden saying, you know, we're going to help out the you know, the COVID and we're really going to help out blacks and women. And it's like, you know, I, I don't like to be that guy, but I'm neither one of those two things. And 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 my my local coffee shop that got put down on, you know, that taken out because of COVID that 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 uh, that shouldn't be a factor in, in, in doing that. So. I do think that we need to, and, and Silicon Valley, of course, it's like, you know, let's not forget, I can, I can order meals without paying the fee for, from black restaurants on, on Uber Eats and, and not others. That that's, seems overtly racist to me. But I hope they kick up in the, in the, we need legal defense funds and we need legal offense funds to stop this nonsense, 100%. Ken LaCourt, appreciate you very much, my man, as always. All right, good being here. I understand everyone's not made of money. I'm certainly not made of money. If you have the money, if they come after you, if they get you, it might be time to start lawyering up. Look, we have to learn, and I, we've talked about this before several times, you and I. We have got to adjust our live and let live mentality. You're not going to defeat these people living and let living. You have to play offense and make them stop or they're never going to stop. Leftists don't look at anything nothing and say to themselves ah let's not go there let's leave that alone that's not how they think all right we'll be back this elon musk guy intrigues me and not just because he sounds like a cologne of some kind the dude has already been to space like privately and he apparently is not all about this big tech censorship quote this is insane jeff bezos talking about all the amazon insanity quote time to break up amazon monopolies are wrong quote 
A lot of people are going to be super unhappy with West Coast High Tech as de facto arbiter of free speech. Joining me now to talk about that and his coming takeover of the RNC, Joseph <laughs> Pinion III, Republican strategist. Joseph, uh, Elon Musk, is this guy on our side now? Look, I think the reality is that common sense has been on the conservative side for a long time, and it's becoming the moment of judgment when Elon Musk and others are starting to realize that the ends to which big tech and voices on the far left will go to silence their opposition, um, which in many ways is the antithesis of this nation that we love, uh, will go. And so that's why you're seeing people like Elon Musk speak out. That's why I think people are having that, oh my goodness moment when it comes to what's happening right now in big tech. Okay. Joseph, you're a more reasonable guy than I am because I'm an uneducated idiot, but I don't understand why people can't understand the mentality of leftists. I don't see why big tech is going to wake up one day when it's packed full of commies. They're not going to wake up one day and decide they don't want to censor anymore. That's, that's how leftists think. That's how they've always thought. Ours aren't going to have some change of heart. Well, look, I mean, the, first of all, there, there's two things. Big tech, uh, big media, they are the, the, this, the wind beneath their sails uh, is control. Uh, control is their greatest uh, financial uh, financial tool belt, a tool in the, in the tool belt. So when you look at it from that perspective, when you look at what's actually so dangerous about what happened with somebody like Parler, I mean, Parler, basically, Parler was basically run out of business uh, by three companies. And if you look at what happened with Amazon in particular, Amazon um, basically ripped up their contract and told them that they can no longer do business. And, and that's, you know, I, I made the joke with a friend the other day, it was basically akin to you losing your dog, putting up signs on the light posts, and then the people who own the light posts basically saying, we don't like you or your dog, uh, we're gonna tear down these signs. Uh, that's basically what happened with, when it comes to Amazon, because if you really think about it, uh, freedom of speech is, is something that is enshrined in who we are as a nation. But what is the utility of constitutionally protected speech if all of the conduits in a 21st century world uh, no longer have to abide by the Constitution? Meaning that if you have Apple, if you have Google that own 99% of the mobile market, if you have Amazon, which owns the robust majority of the, the back-end server world, if those companies can curtail your speech on mobile devices or curtail your ability to post speech on the internet, then what is the utility of speech at all? If, if, if the only place where speech exists or where it exists in its most robust form in a modern world requires a private license. It'd be like if you had a fishing license uh, requirement in order to fish, even though fishing was a constitutional right. That's basically what's happened right now. Doesn't matter that you have a constitutional right to fish. All the fishing holes are owned by private companies and you need a license to gain access. That is the dangerous world that we have created right now with big tech. And if people don't wake up to that reality, they're going to wake up with rights that only exist on paper. Joseph, we're, gosh, this, this is why this guy's gonna run the RNC one day. Where do we screw up getting here? I mean, clearly, I, I, don't, I don't like to just assess where we are and assess where we need to go. I want to see what we screwed up so we don't make the same mistake twice. How do we get caught with our pants down that, like you, like you said, Amazon deciding this and Google deciding that, and, and just with the snap of their fingers, they can de-pants somebody that way. How, how do we mess that up? Well, I think it's twofold. I think, number one, 
uh, we we lived in this kind of facade uh, with, with a world that, that a mirage rather, where we thought that who would ever want to do this? Who, what private company would ever just wake up right now, as the CEO of Parler himself said, um, and really engage in something that is so anti-democratic, so anti-American, particularly when they're American companies. And yet here we are. And so I made the comparison to COVID-19, that we realized that our supply chains had been basically destroyed, uh, that we had everything being made overseas in places like China and Thailand and Vietnam. Well, our tech supply chains uh, basically have been monopolized by big companies that are more beholden to their shareholders in the bottom line than they are to the people that depend on them. And so tech has really in many ways jumped the shark. They've become a utility. Uh, the same protections that allowed Facebook and Google and Amazon to become the, the behemoths that they are today, they are now basically holding conservatives uh, to a standard which requires them to violate those standards in order to gain access to the public. Uh, and I think when you have that standard being set, it again results in a world where your rights only exist on paper if the utilities that we have, if the conduits we have that allow us to express those rights, enjoy those rights, are all controlled by private companies that actually don't care about anything but their own private lives. You say they're American, but do they consider themselves American? And I, I genuinely mean that because I do feel as if the American education system, for whatever reason, preaches that out of people. And I feel like we have a whole generation now, they don't really consider themselves that, especially if you're at some major company like Google. I mean, you're not one of the most powerful companies in America. You're one of the most powerful entities in the world. I don't know that the people who sit on these boards consider themselves to be American patriots. Well, look, I mean, here's the truth. When you when you start talking about the needs of a multinational privately traded companies, they'll do what they're allowed to do. They'll get away with what we allow them to get away with. For better or for worse, Europe doesn't allow them to get away with this crap. Um, and we in America, I think partially because we have politicians uh, who are trying to preside over the rise of tech that came after they've they've passed uh, you know their their youth, uh, so they're basically trying to construct re regulation around technology. Many of them don't use, have never used, uh, and then we have a robust portion of society that does not understand the long-term implications of the rise of tech and the concentration of the power of tech. And so we're just left here to deal in the aftermath. And so I think, again, you have people like uh, Madison Cawthorn, the, the, one of the, the youngest member of Congress now, talking about trying to put teeth into that 230 legislation that, again, allows for new companies to have the protections that every other tech behemoth had, but at the same time holding big tech accountable, understanding that when you've passed this point where you are singularly uh, the primary conduit for people to express constitutionally protected rights, at some point you have to be beholden to those constitutional rights. Uh, I think that is something that a lot of people can get behind but it will require a concerted effort of people who are in power to recognize that they have this responsibility and also understand the long-term threats and dangers of what's occurring right now. But don't we need Democrats for that too? 
Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, again, what has to be good for the goose also must be good for the gander. Democrats don't seem to care because they're, you know, relying on this whole, oh, these conservatives are dangerous. Oh, they're evil people. You know, Don Lemon, God bless him. I think he's a wonderful person. But he yesterday said that anyone who voted for President Trump was effectively aligned with the KKK, effectively aligned with Nazis. Uh, I think that's a really unnuanced way to look at the world. That's just not how society functions. Uh, so we have to look at it from a perspective of saying they don't seem to understand that if big tech can kick off Donald Trump or kick off any number of people because they don't like what they're saying, uh, what's to stop big tech from saying they don't want gay people on their platform one day? What's to say they don't want black people talking about you know reparations on their platform another day? It seems as if, oh, that would never happen. Well, really, it would never happen. That's not the standard by which that we should enact legislation. That's not the standard by which we should build a society based on the you know the the benevolence of the next person the benevolence of forces uh, that we can never see coming because to be honest it's not a force they could have ever seen coming so we should not just assume um, that anything is going to be everything um, as they see fit we should be building a world that functions irrespective of who is in power irrespective of the political ideologies of those making decisions because that is how you have a society that protects the least among us and protects what america was always intended to protect the ultimate minority which is the individual joseph pinion the third thank you my man always a pleasure my friend talk soon Dude is nails. All right, we'll be back. Well, we saw it earlier this week. Remember this statement from Apple after they somehow deplatformed an entire social media site? Quote, we have always supported diverse points of view being represented on the App Store, but there's no place on our platform for threats of violence and illegal activity. Parler has not taken adequate measures to address the proliferation of these threats to people's safety. We have suspended Parler from the App Store until they resolve these issues. Amazon issued a similar statement, so on and so forth. So forth. Joining me now to talk about that, Brian Suits. He's the host on KFI Radio Los Angeles. Brian, um, I think it's a problem. I'm not sure what should be done about it, but it is a problem if social media is going to be all left wing and people don't have a voice anymore. I think that's a dangerous situation. Um, you know, this is what the head of Instagram tweeted. This is Adam Masseri. Hey, and remember, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Um, he said, quote, we're not neutral. No platform is neutral. We all have values, and those values influence the decisions we make. We try and be apolitical, but that's increasingly difficult, particularly in the U.S. where people are more and more polarized, close quote. That's the head of Instagram trying to say, well, what are we going to do? Everyone else is polarized. We try to be apolitical. So, uh, you know, it, it's like the New York Times putting, a, a, are you this liberal clown before you put a quarter in the machine, you know, to buy a New York Times. That's effectively what they're doing. What does it mean for the future of voices like yours and mine? Now, by the grace of God, you have a platform that, that's not going away. You don't I obviously probably need Twitter or Facebook. You, you have a radio show. I have a platform. I'll, I'll be okay. But... 
It's not about me. There are a lot of people out there, that's their only way to voice their political opinions. They can actually speak to their representatives, world leaders on there. It's provided that. If I'm worried if you take that away, it's going to make the environment even hotter. I, I think you're right. And, you know, I got to tell you, <clears throat> um, I, I see a golden opportunity uh, for the for the Jesse Kellys and the, and the Brian Suits and my friend Todd Herman, who fills in for Limbaugh all the time. Right now, um, the point that we've been making for several years, don't rely on big tech because one day there will be a Democratic president or and they will pick sides. And so, you know, in nine days, we have a one-party tech uh, government merger happening. I, I think it's a golden opportunity. I have, I have a redirect to my YouTube, and I got this domain about five years ago, and it's unsheepyourself.com because I don't want to say YouTube on the air. I never do because F them. But uh, so I say unsheepyourself.com. And a friend of mine approached me today and said, you know, I think that's a really great domain and it's time to perhaps uh, steroid it up and turn it into something a little more robust that reflects how people like you and I and your listeners or my listeners feel like, and, and my listeners all agree, hey, it's a private business. You know, they can, they can work with you or not and all that. Um, but, but the word disenfranchised, while not accurate, is how a lot of people are feeling because I don't know if you you check you know how many people follow you or if you lost any but um, I had an update on Sunday night and I saw 1,100 unfollows on on Twitter and I I drilled down and 10 of them were real people but like 1,103 or something uh, were banned by Twitter they were accounts that Twitter shut down they weren't unfollows they were shut down by Twitter so I just I wonder who, what they were or what their content was or whatever. What, what is our alternative? All right, you have a website. Should the average guy go start his own website? Should he stick with uh, with seeing if something new pops up? And I ask because Parler was supposed to be, you know, the alternative. Well, I just go to Parler, but a bunch of people were going to Parler. I had a Parler account, but then they just got wiped off the internet because they'll just go to the domain and wipe them off. So the average Joe, what's he do? <clears throat> um, I, I guess stand by, but I mean, what I'm, what I want to do is I'm, I'm getting bids on servers. Um, if, 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 you know, a parlor was taken down because they were on Amazon web service. Well, why were they on Amazon web service? Well, cause they, they didn't want to afford a, a server farm and all that. Well, 72 million people just voted for Trump. And I'm, I'm thinking that enough of those people want to be active and, and, and uh, see their voice. Uh, that somebody will step up with money and say, yeah, I'd invest in something like that. I'd, I'd invest in a, uh, in a conservative Twitter. But, and and the, the hypocrisy of this is that, you know, hashtag hang Mike Pence is trending on Twitter. They're not taking that down. You know, that's a, a, a clear call for violence. And they're not taking that down on themselves. But uh, anyone who tweets their, uh, their parlor name on Twitter, you were banned and the whole thing. So I just think, you know, like Mike, Mike, Michael Jordan said, Republicans buy shoes too, you know, and so somewhere he is going to understand that uh, the people that listen to you, people that listen to me on KFI in Los Angeles, they have money. Um, there, there's a reason we're still in business on AM radio in 2021. It's, it's because our audience has money, um, likes what they hear, uh, and wants to know where they should spend their money and maybe where they shouldn't. So, uh, you know, I think it's that simple. I, I think Instagram is shooting itself in the foot. Facebook, Twitter, they're all shooting themselves in the foot. Twitter's stock price is down. And, and you watch. They'll, they'll suddenly um, 
maybe have a revelation when their shareholders start talking to Jack. And you know that there's a rally at Twitter in downtown San Francisco today, but most of them work remotely now. Most of them are in Texas, by the way. Of course they are. I'm sure we imported all of them so they can vote us a Democrat governor next. But all right, yeah. back to what you were saying. Let's let's say we do get uh, an investor. We get a, our own server farm. We're doing our own thing. Isn't that bad for society? Isn't part of social media, whatever your social media per- preferences, Facebook to whatever it is, isn't part of it the actual talking back and forth, arguing back and forth, debating? Isn't that better for a society than you have your own little commie space there and we'll have our own little free space there? I thought it was. You know, I sure thought it was. You know, you go back 100 years <clears throat> and every big city Boston, New York, L.A., San Francisco, you know, there was a Republican paper and a Democrat paper and a centrist Democrat paper. There literally were papers that were just, you know, voice boxes for for the parties. And that that went away largely in the 40s, 50s and 60s with this idea of objectivity. But I think it's coming back. I, I, I think that kind of nakedly honest media is coming back. The thing that I fear um, because I, I spent a year in the Balkans as a referee in the, the NATO peacekeeping mission in 98-99. Um, and so I got to see firsthand the aftermath of, of the most brutal atrocities in Europe since World War II, called a civil war. And the word balkanization, you know, took on a literal meaning uh, to me when I saw what balkanization was. And, and, and the, the term is used to mean a... Uh, a, a nation state or a region that is coming apart on religious or ethnic uh, lines or is cut up artificially. And that that's modern day Bosnia, Herzegovina, Cro- uh, Croatia, Serbia, et cetera. And, and you see that we're self-balkanizing right now. There are towns and real estate companies in Texas advertising on KFI in Los Angeles saying, what in the hell are you doing there? Because they know damn well the kind of person who's going to move to Texas listens to KFI. And they're saying, you can own guns openly. Uh, you can have more than 10 rounds in a magazine. Uh, you don't pay taxes. We, we, and, and so that that is what the suck is, is that there's a lot of people, if you have the means to tunnel out of California, you're doing it. Um, and Texas was overtaken by Tennessee. So I'm, I'm sorry, Tennessee, that you're about to get Californicated. But, but Texas is big. Tennessee is big. <clears throat> My daughter and I are throwing darts at Wyoming and Oklahoma uh, at the map right now, saying, what, well, Laramie or Tulsa, what do we do? And, you know, we're about to self-segregate. I'm, I don't like, and it's not that I don't like my neighbors. I love my neighbors. I live in a part of LA County where everyone has acreage and horses and dogs and guns and nobody Fs with each other. And uh, but so that's not the issue. The issue is that I, I, I live in this oppressive one-party state that's slowly taking my guns away, and uh, I, I don't want to live like this anymore. Plus, they're taxing the hell out of me, and we have this idiot governor who bragged about the fact that billionaires are doing really well in California as he as he slaughters small business and restaurants, uh, you know, and all that. And and so I'm done with it. You know, I'm I'm done with trying to convince people who should be voting conservative. To, to not vote for Democrats, uh, they're, they're zombies. And so I don't wanna be, be a part of it anymore. And I, I'm not from here. It's not, it's easy for me to pick up and leave. I'm not from here. Um, I, I, I moved here years ago, uh, but I know what right looks like. That's, that's the, the sadness about me is that I'm, I'm the one-eyed man in the kingdom of the blind. I know what right looks like and it ain't this. Amen.
Brian Seuss, that was awesome, man. Please join us again soon. I appreciate you. Uh, anytime. You got my number, call me up. All right. We'll be back. First Amendment, you hear a lot of that talk, First Amendment, right? Well, the First Amendment is important, but it's not going to come save us from big tech. First Amendment's about what the government can and can't tell you, but if the government's not in control anymore and big tech is, well, we have a whole other problem on our hands, don't we? And we have a whole other problem on our hands, and we are going to have to figure out real, concrete solutions going forward to fight against it because the power these companies have over us is extreme. Now, that doesn't mean the world's ending, but it does mean we're going to have to find a way to inch out from under the boot that's hanging right over our heads. And we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. You keep your head up. We'll keep talking about it. I'll see you. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.